This is Leah Diddlejan, founder of MindSpot. And if you want to learn how to level up and be successful through masterminds, then you should listen to my good friend, Brandon Straza with Mastermind Effect. You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to the Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey everyone, today we've got the founder of MindSpot, Leah Diddlejan. She talks about getting rid of your scarcity mindset when it comes to investing in yourself. Leah explains how one's current job can just be an illusion of security. And she lets us know that we should focus on the ROH, return on heartbeats over your ROI. Check it out. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show where you know, I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do that, we have got the founder of Mind Spa, Leah Diddlejan. Leah, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brandon. So good to be here. Absolutely. All right. When when the listeners realize all the knowledge bombs and truth bombs, and they're just like, they really jam with your message and they want to reach out to you, what's the best way personally or through social that they can connect with you? Sure. They can connect with me on Instagram at mindspa.movement, or you can send me an email directly if you'd like. That's Leah, L-E-A-H at mindspacoaching.com. And that will all be in the show notes as well. So it's super easy. You either heard it, you can read it, and you can click on it. And we will make sure that you find this amazing person and what she's doing with her clients. So, all right, let's let's dive into it. When, when you and I were younger, we learned from textbooks and our teachers. Then we learned from family, friends, coworkers, you know, the people around us. But that's really a sliver of what's possible with the availability to learn and have access to people as it's drastically changed over the last five, 10 years. How has your learning changed from your early years versus today? Mm, great question. Actually, if you were to ask my parents, they'd probably be super frustrated because I would resell my textbooks with the plastic on them because I never opened them. <laughs> but how my, how my learning has changed from then to now is I used to get super overwhelmed by hearing people's tips and advice and suggestions for books to read and different things to listen in on. And now I trust my intuition. What do I want to actually learn? What feels like it's the right thing that I need to add to the compilation of knowledge I already have? And so instead of looking external for learning, I really trust, I now trust myself. Like, what do I need to learn now? Wow. I like that because all the time I've got, I've got a stack of books right here. You can't see it. I'm acting like you can see it right here that, that people send me They're like, Hey, I just wrote this book, you know, and I'm going to get to them. It takes me time as I, it takes me a while to read an actual book, but you're always hearing people sit there and say, Oh, you should read this. Have you read this? And, And I get it. They're trying to be helpful, but the anxiety that that could build in like, oh my gosh, they've read all these books and what have I done? Like, where am I going? And it's like, does that book pertain to what you're looking for? And 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 that's interesting and in how I, I hadn't thought about it that way, but I like that. Like if you go out to the people that you're around, you're like, hey, I'm looking to level up in the areas of XYZ. Are there any books that address this? Exactly. So 
Yeah, I'm digging that. I'm all right. I'm gonna have to take that back to the dinner table tonight. So I love it. Love it. All right. Um, you know, there's more ways to take in information than ever before. And it it can be confusing. Some people they learn from a mentor, a mastermind, a coach, an accountability buddy, online courses, lots of ways to learn. Who are you currently learning from? And more importantly, I'd love to know how you connected with them. Mm. Yeah, gosh, I have a counselor. So keeps my head and heart on in alignment and a great little accountability check-in for my own emotions. I have a meditation techniques slash coach and uh, her name's Kira Lescu. She works for the Eagle Institute and she is a spiritual gift to this planet, but she also has really tactical business tools. So I recommend looking at her. Her and I were connected like many of the other mentors I'm going to mention through the Entrepreneurs Organization or EO. It's a global network of business owners, uh, amazing people that are really changing the planet. And uh, I have a couple mentors too that are um, both coaches. One is Dom. He's here in Vancouver and he he works mostly with um, huge companies in the construction industry, but uh, he's, he's just a great resource for me in terms of details with clients. And then another mentor that I have, his name is Anthony, and he works with clients all over the world to uh, help them and their teams grow and scale their companies and their mindset. So one of the things that I noticed there, and we had had in a previous conversation is coaches, mentors, you know, just different people through that. Why do you find it so important if, if you are the coach that you are, which you are to have your own coaches and people that are holding you accountable to help you in what you're trying to accomplish? Why is, why is investing in yourself so important in having those coaches? What I find is so important is when that incessant chatter shows up, and I have the awareness to say, here it is. What do I need to do to help untangle these thoughts? And what's the emotion that I have around these thoughts? Because sometimes it's very fleeting. Sometimes it's a 90 second thing with emotions. And sometimes it's kind of a long, more perpetual train where I'm getting tangled in the answers. And whether I meditate on it for a long time or not, there might be something that somebody else has already experienced that they can really help me through it. Or maybe it's even just, I need to think out loud because I am a bit of an extrovert and having that awareness, do I a want to sort this out on my own? So it's a coaching conversation and they're just my thought partner. And I take the flashlight and they take me through the woods and they decide to, you know, take me down a different path. Or is it a mentor where they're just like, uh, you need to say this to your, your prospect instead of this. And they just give me quick, hard, fast advice. So then I can just redirect and take that. So I like having the different outlets because it's like my own personal menu for my heart and mind to show up for myself, for my clients, for my family, for my friends, everyone that I care about. Now, at any point, did you have a scarcity mindset? I I have, I've had a scarcity mindset where I'm like, I can't afford to do X. Now, to be honest with you, I didn't know about the world of coaching and masterminds, you know, even, even when I started my first company and, and, and when I did it, just, it, it just changed things. But did you ever have a scarcity mindset where you're like, I can't afford this. And then what got you over that hump? I think it's the language that's so important in having a scarcity mindset, because when I use language, like I can't afford this, it slams the doors in the windows. And then I'm stuck inside my own head. Whereas if I say, I choose not to pay for this right now, it keeps the window open. It keeps the light shining in so that there's still a possibility that I will be able to get there. I just don't have the means at this current moment. 
And so I find that language choice so much more empowering than just saying I can't. Yeah. It's not today. It's just not right now. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. I love that. All right. A lot of people, they get stuck when they want to execute something that's in their head. It's like we get in our own bushes and their own weeds and we don't know how to navigate through that. Mm -hmm. The world's still going through a pandemic at the end of the day. To me, it's causing a reset though and how we can accomplish and connect and what, what we find is important when we want to accomplish something. How have masterminds or coaching helped you when you're looking to reset and how you accomplish something when you're getting stuck? Oh gosh, many ways. I mean, I'll give you a, I'll give you an example that was super profound. So I'm standing in on an airplane, a 747, flying to Amsterdam, and my mentor was on the same flight. And so we st- we stood back in the galley and had like a, I don't know, two and a half, three hour conversation about my scarcity mindset and how I was just so terrified to take that leap into entrepreneurship and leave my uh, my job, which was an illusion of security. And through that conversation, it was just him saying, what is the next little step? It's terrifying because have you created enough of your new reality to understand what you're actually going to grasp onto after you take that leap? And I think that's what creates scarcity and fear so many times is because what is actually available to us right after we make the decision is so unknown that we choose to be more comfortable with the known than letting go of the known to the unknown. So instead of it being unknown, how can we create more on the other side of that decision so it seems a little bit more comfortable and safer for us to actually imagine what our life looks like on the other side of that terrifying decision? Yeah, it's it's and and I see this and what you just, you know, and what you just said is like the fear of the nut, we stay in the fear of the known, you know, the the unhappiness. It's easier to know that I'm unhappy than know what could be. The unknown is like, nope, sorry, I'll I'll stay in the this this hate cycle yeah. or this unhappy cycle because I know the outcome every day, as opposed to what could be and I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's where someone like, you know, Leah and all these other amazing, these other amazing coaches, these result leaders can help take you out of that because the reality is comfort kills. And, 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 and the only thing that is constant is change. So if you have a tour guide, if you have that mentor, that coach, that's guiding you through those uncharted territories for you, it's not uncharted for them. You've been there, you've done that. You've got a proven process and that's, you know, where you help them shine through. Mm-hmm. So yeah, love it. Love it. All right. Masterminds, they've been around for a long time, probably mm-hmm. since the apostles. If you think about the first mastermind was probably the apostles. And then Benjamin Franklin creates the Junto club or the leather apron club. And uh, then this guy, Napoleon Hill writes a book about it. As there continues to be a large boom in self-education Where do you see the parallels going between standard education, the books that you never unraveled versus self-education and how it moves forward? I am so thrilled that the pandemic is happening in the way that it is, because it's also highlighting another pandemic that we aren't, we aren't focusing on, which is the pandemic of loneliness. And the reason why I think this is so important in the realm of education is Education isn't necessarily seeking out somebody else's knowledge to better our own. 
education is informing ourselves and increasing our self-awareness so we can make better decisions based on the trust we have in ourselves, which is inherent wisdom. We have all the knowledge that we possibly need within ourselves. We can add to it by going outside of ourselves to learn and be educated more. And a way to do that is really just understanding that our intuition is our most powerful guide. And just like we said earlier about choosing things based on what we want to add to our own knowledge, um, asking somebody for a self-help book or suggestion or something like that's going to be helpful. But I see the trend going from looking outside of ourselves to looking more inside of ourselves. That's why meditation has become a lot more important and a lot more prominent because trusting ourselves is such a key to being wiser. When when we trust ourselves more, we actually are wiser and it invites other people to want to have conversations with us because we have that trust. I think another amazing platform that's come out recently in the last year is Clubhouse and it's giving it's a platform for people to have a voice and literally only a voice. So it really evens the playing field in terms of people just speaking up and sharing their voices on what they're passionate about. And I think that's really profound. Yeah. And here's the cool thing with Clubhouse. I've been on it here for a few weeks now and um, I've slowed my my intake of how often I'm on it. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to edit a video. You don't have to bedazzle it. You don't have to sit there and become Insta famous. What happens happens in that moment. Yeah. And then it's done. Yeah. And you move on and you can, you can be impacted. You can connect with someone. You can move the needle if you so choose, mm-hmm. or you move on because that, that what has been given is now done because the, it's not yeah. being recorded. And what's, what's that also encouraging that I think this pandemic's encouraging is the power of presence, right? It, there is an information overload, like you said at the beginning of this call, However, we can only give our attention to one thing at one time. And so if we know it's not being recorded, that's where we're sharing our time and our attention. And that's powerful. Yeah. The vulnerability word I can never say, it allows you to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's so powerful. You don't have to be fake. Mm -hmm. You you just, you show up and you're you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. All right. Typically when someone invests in their future, they have a better than vague idea of what the outcome, what they're going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. What should someone that's listening to this expect when they enter Leah's reality and work with you? Mm, okay. So our world's so focused on ROI, right? I like to focus on ROH, which is return on heartbeats, because we are a motivated species by creating change that's anchored in the behavior and the feeling. So when people come to me and and they say they have a desire to change, I say to them, great, are you committing to creating the change for yourself? And I'll be that thought partner for you. Because if you look at me to get the value and you look at me to get the change, then we need to course correct because somebody has to be motivated to do that to themselves. So a great example of this, when people come to me, there's four things that um, I like to identify, um, which attaches to the word loneliness again, is we've never been more disconnected from nature, ourselves, other people, and our purpose. And so in those four things, I create an amalgamation experience where they are using their environment, they're using their own heart and intuition, and I'm guiding them with different processes and tools to strengthen their self-awareness so that they can make better decisions and be more confident in who they are so they can go out there and kick ass. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think that kind of ties into something I was going to ask you maybe a little bit later, but let's kind of dive into that now. How do you, if you can expand on what you just said in, in, in the realm of transference of risk, people transfer risk, doctors transfer risk, say, Hey, I'll subscribe this, but I'm not going to give it to my family. Politicians say, Hey, I'll send this, you know, we'll, we'll sign this bill for war, but I'm going to make sure my kids aren't there. How do you keep from transferring your risk and what you were just talking about from, from yourself to your clients? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't offer any tools or tactics or anything that I haven't tried myself. So everything is completely experiential. All the work that I've done, I'm only able to share it because I've gone through it in some way, shape or form, or it's a feeling I've also worked on myself. So for example, as I keep saying, loneliness is so important to me, solving that. Solving loneliness comes from creating a state of belonging. It's a state. It's an emotional state that we're in. So I spent over almost two weeks completely alone, didn't see a soul over Christmas. And a lot of people like, oh my God, that's so sad. Are you okay? It was fantastic, right? But being alone and being isolated is a lot different than being lonely. And so I had to have that experience to share with clients. If you're feeling lonely, a great medium to get out of that space is to actually be more alone sometimes. Wow. Figure. Can, can, can you, would you mind? Cause I mean, uh, just, I, I, what you said right there just kind of like twisted my brain. Mm-hmm. Explain a little bit deeper into why, if you're, uh, if you're feeling lonely, you need to experience m- being more alone. Can you, can you dive a little bit deeper in that if you wouldn't mind? Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of times in my experience with loneliness, loneliness is certainly a personal experience. But in my experience with loneliness, I became lonely because I was seeking answers outside of myself. So I was looking for validation from others versus true connection. And that can be so isolating. And so when I'm looking for somebody else to validate how I want to be feeling, that's just creating a bigger, 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 bigger hole in my heart. And so when I start realizing, okay, there's a hole here, how do I heal it? And if I'm not reaching for um, likes on social media, or I'm not filling it with alcohol or shopping or something like that, and I'm really feeling it with, ooh, I'm going to start writing a book, or I'm going to take things off my one day list, or I'm going to actually meditate for an hour instead of 12 minutes a day. And doing those kind of things, that helps. And a simple way to start, the easiest way to solve is to make a promise for yourself first thing in the morning and keep it every single day for at least two weeks. And without even trying, your life will change. I, I just want that to sink in right there because that's a lot. I'm going to have to re-listen to that. because so So we listen to the episodes, you know, at dinner time before, you know, after we I've recorded them, but I, I want that to really sink in without anyone that's listening to this right now, what Leah just, just dropped right there. And, 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 and wow, you just, that's a lot, but it's so simple. So simple. Make yourself one promise. One, one promise. promise. Yeah. Wow. Love it. Love it. All right. I feel that people have a way of surprising us, whether it's their, their willingness to learn their drive, you know, their ingenuity, whatever it is, has anyone been through your mind spa that surprised you with the outcome? And, and what was that success story because they worked with you? Yeah. So I had one client owns a 
pretty large company and going through the pandemic. And they were having a challenge with their leadership team. And there were certain things that were triggering them about their leadership team. And through a conversation with me and you know, sorting through what are the emotions that are coming up? Why do you feel activated by this person on your leadership team? We dug in and found out it actually had nothing to do with the leadership team. It was a past experience that that person hadn't dealt with that they didn't even realize was affecting their decision and their opinion of the current circumstance that their judgment was so completely clouded. And so they were projecting all of this past wound onto their uh, executive team. And so through untangling this with me, they got so much clarity in what their emotions and what they were feeling. They pushed the emotions to the side after healing them to then have that self-awareness, go in and make a strong decision, have a really vulnerable and courageous conversation with that executive, owned their mistake and said, hey, I'm human too. And I also happen to be the founder of this company. A lot of the time when, when I do the solo shows, we talk about success and what it what it takes to be successful. And there's a couple of words out there. I mean, there's, there's partnerships, there's experimentation, mentorship, willingness to fail. And then on the flip side, willingness to succeed, because when you define success, you in essence have defined failure. Mm-hmm. What do you think is a key attribute when it comes to being successful? Joy, being in a state of joy. It doesn't matter. That's it for me. Just simple joy. Yeah. Just being in a state of joy. I know if I have it or if I don't, it's, it's easy. It's measured by me. It's, it's not about what I own or where I'm at because I'm still alive. (laughs) So that, that, that goalpost is always going to change. And instead of picking something that's fleeting and me thinking there's a destination there, it's, how much joy and happiness do I feel that I'm living every single day? Wow. Love it. I hadn't gotten that one before, but it's, it's, it's simple. It's sincere and it's meaningful to the individual yeah. on the joy that they have, not that someone else brings them. Exactly. Because if you would have asked me that question two years ago, Brandon, I would have been like a yacht and flying around the world and, you know, two cars and this and that and holiday homes. And you know what? If I'm living in a state of joy and doing exactly what I love, maybe that'll come too. But it's it's less about that and more about how I feel. Yeah. It is the byproduct. What you just yeah. said right there, the company that we're building, I'm like, the money will be the byproduct of it. If it happens, great. But the impact that is that we're able to make as humans on ourselves and other people is so far greater. So far greater. Money's the byproduct. The, yeah. the, the possessions can be the byproduct. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. A few more questions um, before we wrap everything up. I feel that there's always new ideas brewing in times of prosperity. In essence, it's easy to win when the world is winning. It's just, you know, it just flows a lot smoother. But I think ingenuity and creativity come out of times when we feel the squeeze. The world's still feeling the squeeze. What are you working on right now that that is going to take place over the next 12 months that excites you? Creating a Mind Spa movement, which is a membership. So people have access to mindset tools, a community of like-hearted people so that we can be doing basically group fitness classes for our brains. Because if we are going to the gym and we're used to spending money on our body, I think that's so important. What about our brain? 
And so I'm really excited about that. And we've got, we've got a movement going, but I'm excited for more people to feel safe and feel like they found a community of belonging so that they can share their story, heal their wounds. Because when one person heals themselves, it's just such an infectious and contagious percolation of the rest of the world healing. So Mind Spa Movement is uh, a way for people to feel a sense of belonging, I feel a sense of inspiring to continue to heal, do the work, and uh, also encourage others that they love to be part of it too. Yeah. And, and we look forward to being a part of that and helping the right people find the right group because great, my body's in shape and my body's not in the best of shape, but anyways, but if my mind and my heart and my, and, and everything about that is not there, it's going to wreck the outcome that I'm wanting to have happen. And that's why it's so important with what you're building in the community and the, 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 the people that are a part of that to realize what's going on up here is unbelievably important. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Last one. What is a, a tip, a tactic, an actual item that if someone listening to this right now, implemented this over the next 30, 60, 90 days that they would see a real impact on either their personal or business life. Mm, okay. I call this a desire map. So it's really quick. So you can make three or uh, yeah, three, two lines, three columns on a piece of paper, put all your desires on the far right, everything that you really desire, maybe pick three or four just to start. And then on the far left, put the emotions that you have that are affiliated with each one of those desires, whether it's conflicting or not. And then in the middle column, put the actual beliefs you have about achieving those dreams or desires. And so what you'll notice is if there's any contrasting emotion that's not in complete alignment with that desire, it's a limiting belief that's, po that's pausing you from your success, from achieving that result. And so our emotions are, are indicators of whether or not our beliefs are aligned with our desires. And that's a great way to lay it out and just test ourselves and do a little audit. Where yeah, are we absolutely. At? And that's, that's one thing that I love ending with that question. The reason is, is you can go to a conference and you listen to someone and you're just like, you're so pumped up, but they left you with no actionable item, like nothing you can actually do other than like you feel super jazzed. But this is like, hey, get out a piece of paper, three columns, boom, boom, boom. Something's not aligned, whatever. Oh, well, I didn't recognize that. And 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 what Leah just left you with is so critically important and so simple to do. So please take out that piece of paper. And then when you do it, reach out to her. Let her know the impact that you made. Just connect with her. Say, hey, thanks. It's real, real simple because that ripple effect will continue. You tell her thank you. Now, however, you're acting and you're, you're interacting with other people out there has an impact that just continues. Absolutely. And the other part I'll add there too, is when you do reach out, which please do, I'd, I'd really appreciate that conversation with you, is we can identify where you're feeling that in your body and create even more alignment in your whole being so that you're, call me a chiropractor of the soul, so that we can align that and then you get back to where your desires are and achieving them on the right track. Yeah. I love it. The chiropractor of the soul. That's that, that's, that is what you will be dubbed from now on the chiropractor of the soul. I love it. I love it. All right. We've got the founder of mind spa, Leah Diddlejam. Leah, thank you so much for spending time with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I love what you're doing, Brandon. Thanks for letting me be part of it. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the mastermind effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. 
And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing the Mastermind Effect.